0: Okay, we'll start with, uh, second, we'll have District 1, Marco Pisana and Dex Ellison.
1: Good evening, everyone. My name is Dex Ellison, and I want to first and foremost thank everyone here for coming out and wanting to be informed about this election. Every local election is so important. Um, I always say that local elections impact our lives so much quicker than any level of government. And obviously each one of you understand that. And so I appreciate that you all understand that importance and participate in that. So a little bit about me and, man, three minutes. Uh, so I actually, uh, I'm, I'm a resident of Kyle for the past seven years. I went to Texas State University and then moved here into Kyle, gained employment with my uh, company that I'm, still with United Heritage Credit Union. I see a few of uh, our members out here today. Um, In the time that I uh, was employed with United Heritage, and still am, um, I started out as a teller and worked my way up to become a branch manager within five years. I believe hard work and dedication is the way to get anything you want in life. And so that was my goal when I started with them. Um, Through United Heritage Credit Union, I was a member of the Chamber of Commerce. And I would attend different events. I remember uh, attending uh, a chamber gala when I was a teller, and um, I was at one of the auction tables, and I struck up a conversation with the lady that uh, didn't know who she was, and I told her about my desire to kind of get involved with my community. And uh, she told me that you should start going to city council meetings. And I said, okay. She told me those are on first and third Tuesdays. She didn't tell me who she was. And so I took her up on that. And I went to that city council meeting, and I saw that woman in the dais. And that was Diane Herbal, who is here today. So I appreciate her encouraging me to get involved uh, with my community. Um, Through that time, I learned about the Call Leadership Academy, which is a program that the city puts on completely free. I encourage anyone who is a Cal resident, to get involved in with that. It's a great program. It's a great way, one minute, wow, <laughs> to learn about your city. Uh, I went through that program, finalized that in 2016. I also learned about the Cal Citizens Police Academy, which I went through in 2014 and became uh, part of the Alumni Association after that. Um, I ran for city council actually in 2015 for the district Six seat. Came a little short in that race but was appointed uh, to Planning and Zoning, and that was one of the best things that could have happened to me. Uh, I did not realize quite what I didn't know uh, when I ran in 2015, and it was a very honor to uh, be elected to that. Appointed to Planning and Zoning... for the past two years, in my second year, I was elected, I was humbled and elected uh, as chairman of planning and zoning in my second term. And we did some really cool things that um, I'm very proud of. I'm going to try to run through those really quick. Reviewing the comprehensive plan, very important for planning. Uh, the, uh, we, we address impact fees for new development so that they mostly pay or if not pay for uh, that new development. Style guide, and I'm sorry I'm running through these. Uh, residential style guide first time ever wanted to raise the bar for housing in the city of Kyle and finally we created an office institutional zone which to help bring employment to the area thank you very much and I apologize about that
2: hi good evening how's everyone doing today come on come on how's everyone doing today Outstanding, thank you. Don't be nervous, guys. It's the one I'm supposed to be nervous. <laughs> so I will tell you this, and then for, for, first and foremost, I want to thank everybody for being coming out. Here. And you're going to hear that from all the candidates. Marcus, yes. Oh, okay. I'm, let me, all right, Dex, I got this. I'm gonna hold. So just everyone, want to tell everyone, thank you very much for coming out. You're going to hear that from all the candidates. Thank you very and foremost. And for Judge Smith and for Ms. Denise, thank you for holding this and hosting this for us. Uh, first and foremost, I will say my name is Marco Pisanya um, I am an educator with Hay CISD. I got the job in 2015. I've been here in Kyle for the last three years. It's a wonderful city to come to. Um, told my wife that I wanted to move here back, uh, a while back ago because I wanted to retire within the area. This is a wonderful place that I want to be here for the next couple years to come because of the fact that my, my kids are going to Hay CISD and they're going to be growing up and they're going to be here for the, for the duration of their education. I will tell you one and foremost, as being an educator, I did go to the University of Texas Pan American. I got my master's degree in criminal justice, and I'm concur- I'm currently working on my master's degree in education to become an administrator with a CISD or with with the local AISD that's coming around. Um, my leadership skills that I have right now, I'm a president of a teacher association with uh, which is all the state of Texas. It's called Texas Public Teacher Association, and our main focus is to not only educate our criminal justice teachers, but give them the resources they need to bring back to the classrooms. That's one of the biggest um contents that they have within most of the school districts around this area. When it comes down to education, being educated, uh one of the biggest things I tell everyone is knowledge is power. If you are able to educate yourself, you will be blessed with so much information that allows you to only teach other people as well. When it comes down to the city, my biggest focus is to be able to bring people together, be able to be a community that of one, of being able to say, you know what? It doesn't matter where you live. It doesn't matter where you're at. We are a community together and Kyle is one community altogether. Uh, our biggest things that are going on is the infrastructure that's going on with the city of Kyle. We have areas of flooding issues. We have the wastewater issues, all these issues that need to be bring up that in reality, as time goes by, these are all things that We needed to take care of so we can have a sustainable growth throughout the years that come across. I want to be able to bring that to the council and be able to work with all the other council members so we can make a plan, a sustainable growth plan, so we can have this as we go on throughout the years. One thing I will say is that I am blessed to be here. I am blessed to have all you beautiful faces here. And thank you very much for having the time to listen to us. I know it takes a lot from your time especially. So thank you very much.
0: Okay, and the first question will go to Dex. Oh, Mr. Ellison, I'll call you Mr. Ellis. What are your plans for in- infrastructure development in Kyle? You have two minutes.
1: I love these time frames. All right. Um, I got to stand. Okay, so infrastructure. That's obviously very key. This city is growing at a very rapid pace. Hayes County is one of the fastest growing s- counties in the nation. And Kyle is right there in the middle of that in one of the fastest-growing cities in the state of Texas. Uh, one of the key things you want to have in place is infrastructure. You don't want to fall behind in that. We have just our neighbor to the north in Austin that tried to push that growth away for many decades. And they got behind the eight ball a little bit. And that growth happened uh, the development happened, and then now they have to go in and place the infrastructure. We don't want to be in that position. So infrastructure is key. We obviously took one stab at that in 2013 with our road bond. Uh, we're approved for five uh, roads here out in the city, but we still have more work to do. And we have to get the roads in place because the growth is going to happen. And uh, we heard some conservative estimates at our uh, Canada information form a few weeks back as far as that growth and what those projections are. And it's going to nearly double in 10 years. So we need to ha- be ahead of that game. So uh, proper uh, attention to roads. Uh, also, water and wastewater, obviously. That is, uh, man, <laughs> uh, that's an important part for a growing city. Uh, but that also goes back to what I was talking about with the impact fees. When that development comes in, We need to make sure that that development is paying for that new stress on utilities and other infrastructure that we may have. So it's all about planning with me, and that's why I was saying that I was so blessed to be appointed to the Planning and Zoning Commission. I really realized the importance of long-term comprehensive planning. If you don't have that in place, Nothing else is going to work. And so that's what we need to work together, and that's what I will work with my fellow uh, councilman, no longer a commissioner if I get on there, um, to do those types of things. I know I went over last time, so I'll try and cut sure it short this time. Thank you. The
2: question was infrastructure. We all know that there's places in Kyle that have issues and we need to address them. The biggest thing that I would do, especially if on city council is first and foremost is talk to the other city council members that are there. We got to be able to address these issues. and we, we can't put a band-aid on these things anymore. We have to be able to sit down with a city manager and find out what are the issues, where are the issues and how are we going to be able to fix these issues? I'm going to tell you right now, being a, a, uh, an educator and being able to, Figure out the thing is about data being able where this information is coming from and how we can analyze this data. That was, that was it. Yeah, no, no, two
0: minutes and then he'll have a thirty-second rebut. Wait a
2: minute. Wait, wait. wait. <laughs> wait, wait. I, I know. I thought I read the. <laughs> it's two minutes, two minutes, and thirty seconds, right? Two minutes, two minutes, and then thirty seconds. I'm sorry. That's okay that's no problem that's fine all right perfect all right thank you very much uh so for the most part and uh we all make mistakes it's gonna be okay uh one of the things I will say is that getting together and, and bringing all the board members together and getting the city managers getting all the city leaders the public works leaders and analyzing these areas being able to figure out what is it how is it we can fix this and being able to not only educate the public about this and letting them know this is where we need our most affected areas to be fixed, then that's when we can get our communities to be involved and say, you know what, we need to fix these areas, and we're going to make that happen. But it all takes collaboration, coming together, and being able to work together as a group Um, because ultimately, without working together as a group, we can't make this happen. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Second rebuttal.
1: another key thing is once again you're going to help hear planning out of my mouth quite a bit because I've been on planning and zoning I've attended APA conferences it is all about planning so one of those things would be the transportation plan which is referenced in the comprehensive plan we need to address those issues those, those are long-term planning and so what we what we can do obviously working with city staff and coming up with the best ways to uh, uh, provide that infrastructure, but what we need is input. We need input from the, the, our city, having town halls, having people come out, talk about that.
0: Okay, the second <coughs> question was Mr. pisana Why is my water bill so high, and what are you going to do about it? <laughs> you have two minutes.
2: my water bill is high i'm not gonna lie my water bill is is very very high um as far as the water bill um when i was sitting in the city council a couple of days a couple of weeks ago they were talking about how all the meters are electronic and how everything is is being evaluated and analyzed and how our our meters are being uh sampled throughout the city um one of the things that i would would address is being able to Without taking those samples and actually have a a section of the city where we have the most problems, where we have these high issues and actually address these issues by not only just taking a little sample, but taking a majority of the area to find out, is it, is it something that our meters are happening? Is it something that are, that we're having issues with our water there that makes this, our price go very high? Uh, one of the things that, uh, I have been addressed by some of the city, some of the constituents that are out there are pretty much saying that, why do I pay so much water and I don't even use a drop of it? Well, one of the things is you kind of might have a leak in your house. You might have something this, but at the same time, you have to be able to address the issues not only within inside the house but outside the house and being able to figure out what is actually going on. One of the things I will say is that all it takes is collaboration within the city and be taking a bigger, bigger sample than the samples they do take right now. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Mr. Ellison. You have two minutes.
1: So when I first moved to the city of Kyle, I was astonished to hear and see that there are multiple water providers for the city. (laughs) And a city of this size, that that really struck me. Why are there so many water providers? And I live in the Amberwood area, and we have Monarch Water. And in the other parts of the city, there's the city of Kyle Water and and other different areas. And so um, I know there's... And I've had conversations with representatives and, you know, you get a few different answers on what can really be done about that. But I would really want to look at that and see how what we can do about getting that all to one particular area. I know the city of Kyle Water. Uh, I read the reports online all the time and the support, uh, the, the great reports that they get on that. So that would be something we can consider. But, uh, once, uh, going back to something I mentioned earlier, impact fees, um, these cars throw you off, man. <laughs> uh, impact fees. So when new development comes in, we're making sure that that, it, that, that stress on that utility is paid for with that new development, and not on existing residences and, and, and the existing public. So, if we pay attention to that and continue to monitor where that where that goes, I think we can put ourselves in better positions for decreasing that water bill, or at least keeping it to a minimum. Um, thank you.
0: Thank you, and Mr. Pisano, you have thirty seconds.
1: And
2: going back to planning. Being able to collaborate together and being able to come together and being able to figure out what is going on with our water is one of the biggest issues. I know during the city council meeting, they pretty much, they analyzed everything and they brought it to the T and they said there's really no issues with our water meters. But in reality, we still need to sit down and and figure something out. And that only comes down with collaborating with the city leaders and the city manager and, and going one step above everything else. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Uh, Mr. Ellison, this question is for you. Do you think we are growing too quickly?
1: Well, that's pretty subjective, right? <laughs> so uh, what what is too quickly? Um, I, I would say that, you know... I'll, obviously kyle has shown that it's an attractive city this county has shown that it's an attractive county and people are moving into this area because they like what they see um also a lot of folks are um, moving out of Austin into the outskirts around the city for various different reasons whether it's taxes uh transportation not want to be around the hustle and bustle of those things uh so you know i think that whether we're growing too fast, if you think we're growing too fast, or I guess if you're on the other side and think we're maybe not growing too quickly, uh, either way, we have to plan for that. And we have to look at the statistics and the demographics or what what is happening in our city and, and place the, uh, the infrastructure that we've talked about, uh, making sure we have the right dev- homes, diverse homes for different uh, socioeconomic backgrounds And making sure our parks, uh, are in place. We want to create trails and different things to make our city attractive. And I understand, you know, I like the small town feel too. I'm from outside of Houston, Conroe, and I love the small town feel. Kind of like cheers, everybody knows your name type of feel. I I love that. But at the same time, you know, the growth is going to happen. So it's really about that, that planning and preparation for that growth. And whether it's happening quickly, um, at the end of the day, it's all about the planning for that. Thank you.
2: First and foremost, the question was, do we think we're growing too quickly? I'm gonna answer yes. And I'm say this in in regards to, are we growing too quickly? Yes, because of the fact that we need to fix our infrastructures in this area. I am not against growing, don't get me wrong. I love growth. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I moved here was because of the growth. But we have to have sustainable growth. That's the biggest issue here. Being able to be sustainable, being able to take care of our citizens, and being able to take care of the citizens that in areas where right now we're having issues. That is the main concern right now. The growth is going to come. If you build it, they will come. That's, that's the main idea. Uh, but with all that, with all that, I need to make you guys aware that we need to be able to have sustainable growth within our city. Uh, by doing that is by not only analyzing the areas that need to be fixed the infrastructure in certain areas like for example old Town Kyle Old Town Kyle has areas where if it floods it's it 's going to flood and I was talking to some citizens that they have water coming up into their houses when it when it the halloween flood that was to me that's that 's horrible i'm i 'm fortunate I live in an area right now where it, it it does flood, but my house is at a high hill where the water doesn 't come to our door but in reality, we need to start realizing what are these issues and how, when we get our economic development with our planners that come in, do we have these areas where it's going to be a, blood, a big uh, flood area? And are we going to be able to stop any of these infrastructure problems that we have at the moment? Thank you.
0: Mr. Ellison, you have 30 seconds.
1: I know that's the same, but I really do think whether you build it or not, they're going to come here in the city. And so you better build it and you better prepare for that. So uh, whether that's what infrastructure we've talked that. I know it's a reoccurring theme, but that's really important. We have to get ahead of that and make sure that because that growth is happening, that we have those th- things in place. Uh, we talked we talked about the floodplain. I absolutely agree, we should be cognizant of that and where we build. I'm planning on zoning tomorrow night, if you wanna come, 6.30, I'll be there. Uh, we have a, a rezoning that, that will be, it's requested in the 100-year f- floodplain, and I, do, I don't think that's responsible to build in the 100-year floodplain. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Okay, this is the last question, and then we'll do closing remarks. Um, Mr. Pisano, what will you do with the corruption going on at the city of Kyle?
2: What a question! Corruption in the city of Kyle, (laughs) being such a a town that we have, I I wouldn't even think there is corruption. Um, One of the biggest things, and and I will tell you this from experience. I was a lieutenant within the Texas Department of Criminal Justice. I worked for the prison system, and I did it for 12 years. I enjoyed what I did, but corruption was one of the biggest things that we had to always fight, and what I mean by corruption is having officers that would come in and, and bring in either cell phones, drugs into the facility. Now, we're not talking about a, a prison system here, but I will tell you that when it, t- when it comes down to corruption, you need to start looking at all those small little cells and trying to analyze what's going on. And that comes down with working with our, our public service, our, our police officers, and also working with the Chief Barnett and, and working with the police to find out where are these corruptions happening and if there's corruptions, because ultimately, If this is an allegation, first and foremost, the hearsay is, is one of the biggest things we always see. You hear this, you hear that, but you have to be able to analyze everything that comes through you and your, and your table. You have to make a, a correct determination because ultimately you might be messing with somebody's life. You might be messing with somebody's work. You might be messing with somebody's paycheck because of the fact of of that. Everything has to be determined, analyzed and actually come up to a, a good solution. I've always told everybody, and I've always told my students, if you have a problem, bring the problem to me with a solution as well, because I will tell you if that solution is going to work or not. And that's what I tell a lot of people: have the problem. If you have a problem, let's try and figure a solution together, because bringing a solution together not only helps me analyze if that solution is correct, or we can ask other people if that solution is going to be the right one. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you, Mr. Allison. You have two minutes.
1: Um corruption i guess you'd have to really tell me what that is that you're speaking about and i'd love to talk to you after the this is over so you can kind of point that out but generally speaking i would say that one way you cut down on that is transparency Uh, everything that we do at the city of kyle should be transparent and open for anyone to see whether that's on the website Obviously, we, there's Texas, uh, there's laws that require for uh, notice of meetings and different things like that. But if we're transparent and if we're talking to the constituency and making sure that our constituency is an informed constituency, people will start to see that some of the things that we're doing are really good in this city. And we just need to continue to move forward with that. And if there is corruption, I would not stand for that and i would hope no one else on that council would stand for that and i would challenge our city staff and scott sellers as our city manager to put it into that whatever it is we would need to address it but the key thing is transparency and i won't even need to take up the rest of my time on that but it's all about information and being open That's what we need in in, in representation. That's what we need in government, whether it's local government or all the way up to the federal level. We need for people to be transparent and for us to know what's going on and where we pay our tax dollars. These people work for us. And I want to work for you and I want to be transparent with everything that I do. Thank you.
0: Thank you. And Mr. Pisano, you have 30 seconds.
1: One thing
2: he was talking about is transparency. One of the biggest things, if you've gone to a city council meeting I don't know about you, but when I'm there, there's about maybe five, ten people at midnight. Some of the city agendas go all the way to midnight. They want to be transparent. That's fine. But the transparency, most of the people in the city of Cal go to sleep at nine, ten o'clock at night because we all we all work. And one of the biggest things that I would do once I'm sitting in council is bring our agendas down to the point where by nine, ten o'clock, we should be out of there. We have families. We have homes. We have things to take care of. And being transparent is one of the biggest things.
0: Thank Thanks. you. And you might as well stand. You're going to uh, give your three-minute closing now. Okay. Thank you.
2: So yet again, my name is Marco Pisana. Uh I'm running for District 1. Uh, I live here in the city of Cal, and I live in hometown Cal. Uh, my wife is right there in Orange, I want to thank her for supporting me, for giving me the support that I need, and for allowing me to do this because uh, she was very supportive in the very beginning, and she still is right now. One of the biggest things, like I said, is infrastructure, public service, uh, having a trained police force, having able to, I want to be that guard dog for you guys to take care of our our debt, bring it down, and being able to manage what's going on right now i want to be able to work with city leaders and with some city leaders that we have our communities be able to bring together and have every section of our of all our town and bring constituents from every area so we can have a panel board for every area so we can find out what the problems are there so we can actually have community involvement one of the biggest things when you go to a city meeting like i said you have anywhere from 15 10 20 people there and when people start going to the city meetings is when it starts it, it it hurts them and I don't wanna see that. Especially if I'm on city council, I wanna see people there that are saying there. I wanna be supportive. I wanna see people there gonna be supportive for the city council and transparency, guys. The meeting's not gonna go all the way till 12 o'clock at night, one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. The last time I was there it was till two thirty. Then they went to executive session till three in the morning. To me, transparency doesn't go all the way till two o'clock, one o'clock in the morning. That to me that shouldn't that shouldn't happen. But yet again, the city is transparent. You can be there till 1 o'clock in the morning and you want to see all the agenda items. But I will tell you this. Once I get on city council and once I talk to all the city council members, we will try and get that down to the point where everybody can leave, especially with a smile and say, you know what, I'm glad I came to the city of Kyle to be supportive and be a, a community that works together. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you. Mr. Allison, three minutes.
1: So, um... Once again, I want to thank everyone for coming out. I want to thank you all for submitting your questions, some really great questions that were submitted tonight. And I look forward to hearing from the other candidates as well. Um, at the end of the day, I want to put represent back in representative. I want to work for you. That's why I've been block walking majority of my days throughout the week. I work out in Lakeway, and that's five days a week that I travel out there. And I come home, and I'm tired. But I, I put my name in for this race because I want to work for you, regardless if I'm tired, regardless if it's late at night. This is what I signed up for. And if you're not prepared for that, then you probably shouldn't run. But that's that's what I want to do for you all. And so the best way to be a representative is talking to the people you want to represent. And that's why I've been knocking on doors. And there's been a few people here I see that I've talked to. And if I haven't talked to you, Email me, dexellison at gmail.com. Let's have a conversation because I want to represent your views. That's what this is about. And, you know, I I don't have all the answers. I'm going to be honest with you. But the answers come from working together as a community. And I want to build a community that we can all be proud of. And so, once again, I thank you all for coming out tonight. I hope to be the representative you've always wanted uh, for your city and work with the fellow city council members and the mayor to create that. Thank you, and God bless you.
0: Thank you.